Hello friends, welcome, I suppose, to your midweek Kings of Anglia podcast. Couldn't last, could it? Everything was going so well, it's town top of the table. It was a beautiful day, the sun's been shining. I finished work yesterday. They just launched a beautiful new third kit, which is going to be one of the top selling shirts of all time in football, designed by one of the biggest global music stars that's ever been. I finished work feeling pretty good about things yesterday. I thought, I know, I'll go for a walk. Take the wife. We'll walk around our lovely Suffolk countryside. Enjoy it. Skipping among the daisies. Not that there are any daisies. They're all dead. No water. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Come home. Look at my phone. Blown up with messages. Rakeem the Dream Harper has been loaned out again to Exeter City. A dream deferred again for another season. And I wake up this morning and it's pissing it down. Reflecting my mood. I don't know what to say, boys. I don't know what to say. We have to do this podcast, but I'm going to, I'll probably be sobbing at times throughout it. I'm Mark Heath. I'm your rather more low key than usual host. So I'm, I'm relying on my kings to lift me this morning, this rainy, depressing Thursday morning. Uh, where's everyone going? What's happening? What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You're back. We've not been it. We've not been anywhere, mate. And to add add to it, my Wi-Fi shit. To add to my general chagrin. So, boys, lift me. I'm going to start with you, Andy, because I've not seen you for like a week, and I've missed you and your face. Andy Warren, how are you? How was your few days off? Very nice, thank you. I think you should just see see the positives in this. I know, I know, it's clearly got to you. Um, but he's Raheem's going to be playing football. Can you promise that? I can't promise that because I'm not I'm not the manager of Exeter. But what I can promise you is that he wasn't going to be playing an awful lot here. So think think of it think of it as a good thing for him. He's going to go. He's going to play. He's going to he's going to smile. I don't he want it to dream. Be, I don't want it to be the dream at Exeter. I want it to be the dream at town. Well, I mean, you can't have it all, can you? Can't have it all. I can want you. Just I want it all. I'm selfish just, and greedy. Well, just think of Rakeem. Think he's going to be happy. It's beautiful down there, Exeter. Yeah, yeah, very okay. nice, very nice. Right. He's he's going to go and play. He's going to smile. He can he can come back in January. There's a yes, recall. He can. There's he a can. recall. There's a recall clause in there. Yes. He can come back. He, he might, can. and he's going to be really good. Well, he he, he could. <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> so think of the positives. Just come on, mate. Oh, right. thanks, thanks, Hutchie. Uh, Stewie, have you got any any words of uh, comfort for me? Can you lift me mm. in the same way that your work husband has? No, Mark, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Look, I know what you're trying to do here, Andy, but I think it's just better in the long run that Mark just faces up to the reality of this this broken dream. Now, this is oh. it's just not happened. So for Rex, is it? Don't call, call him Rex. Don't call him um, that. It's, it's Rax for a start. Don't call him that either. It's, that didn't. That didn't help. But why don't you just like one of the really good players? One of the I thought I thought I had like one of the really good players when he when he signed last summer. My, now my dog's barking. It's a complete shambles. My life's falling apart. Um, Rossi, how are you? Quickly, while I go on mute. I'm okay. Um, but do you know what? Rakeem Harper is going to be Harper agent. It's been Agent Harper. He's playing Accrington Stanley on his debut. Hopefully, and, we're, and normally when we go to Accrington, we you know we bottle it and we lose. So he'll give us some insight on that. So, um, but yeah, 
sad times to Heafy. You've done, I'd say, a mixed job there in lifting my spirits, boys. Um, thanks, Hutchie, for your efforts. Roscoe and, and Stewie, Stewie, definitely not at all. You can see where his mindset is. Um, right then, boys, let's get into football, shall we? There's a lot to talk about this week. I feel it's going to be a really good pod, apart from my general mood. But I'm sure it's going to be lifted by this red-hot chat we're about to have. Let's start, first of all, obviously, with sexy stuff. Um, because, although it's not sexy, Harper has left the building. There's a week left until the, the window slams shut. So let's let's start with that, shall we? Um, Rakeem Harper, Stewie, has gone to Exeter City. What do we make of it? Is it a good move for him? Tell me he's going to play. Uh, yes, I imagine he will play. Um, is it a good move for him? Yes, because, as Andy says, sticking around Ipswich wasn't going to do his career much, much good. I think Exeter probably... Stylistically, you would say suits him, but then again, we thought that when he went to Crew last year, and they ended up getting relegated, and that didn't work out. I guess it's a little bit different that Exeter have come up with a bit of positive momentum, started okay, I think, haven't they? Um, so m- maybe a more of a positive environment for him to to flourish in. Um, he's still only twenty two years of age, but this is what year two of a, a three year contract. When you're two loans deep into into that situation, it's a it's a long way back for him from here. I I would suggest, Mark, if uh, if I'm being brutally honest with you, Andy, you you, you said that he might come back and do well. On a, on a side note, by the way, I'm really sorry to these players. I keep cursing with nicknames, and I'm going to try and stop it because I'm I'm ruining lives. But can Rakeem become the dream exeter, Hutchie, and come back? Or is this the start of a long and protracted exit, do you think, now for, for Harper? I'm going to have to cast you aside here and just yeah. just look, off, look after everybody else rather than just you, if that's all right, Mark. Yeah, um, that's fine. No, I think I'd, it's hard not to agree with what Stu's just said. This is a second loan to the same level that, that Town are at. Um, He's not getting past Sam Morsi into the midfield at the moment. He's not getting past Lee Evans into it. Dominic Ball, it hasn't played yet, but he's not getting past him either. Um, and Ipswich hope to be in the championship next season. So he, you'd think then that there's a level of recruitment above that. Should they should they go up? Um, it's hard. It's going to be really hard. But but we know he's he's a player with some pedigree, and we know he's a player with some ability. Uh, more than trying to make his way at Ipswich, I think he just needs to find a foothold for his career at the moment and, and play um, and have his own dreams. Not, can not I give yours. you one, one crumb of comfort here, Mark? You can. I'd love it. Two, two words. Genoi Danassian. Yeah. Anything can happen in this game. <laughs> Anything is possible. Okay, another two words. Kiefer Moore as well. Strong. Uh, he, uh, he's not going to the World Cup in... In November, Rakeem's got. He's not. That's not going to happen for Rakeem. But, but you're saying it doesn't have to happen at Ipswich. Does it? Yes. Does that? You're saying he might play for Wales. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right then, it, let, let, it can happen. Okay, I'll, I'll cling on to that. And you know, potentially Exeter is a good landing spot for him, isn't it? They've started really well, surprised everyone so far, um, and it could hopefully be a, be a positive move for him. They're, they're desperate to get players in, so. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what happens. I tell you what, uh, mate. I was I was listening to an Exeter City themed podcast last night, 
she's smiling. We listened to this in the car a little bit. Um, it's called My New Football Club, about a comedian who's just supported, started supporting Exeter for a laugh okay. because he's moved down there. Um, they were recording their episode live when he got announced, and he is pumped about it. Wow. He, you and him would get on so well. Um, there's two of you. You, you. There's two of you that can support this man in everything that he does. Superb. Well, we'll obviously watch Raheem with interest going forward. But the, the big question, obviously, and we've had to say we had loads of mailbag questions about this. So let's tackle this now. Stu, you've written a preview for the last week of the transfer window, which is online now. Very interesting. Had to be uh, updated sharply last night while I was grumbling and sobbing um, after Raheem had left. Uh, but clearly, people want to know what's happening, what's likely to happen in the next in the next week or so. And I guess with Raheem departing, the question, first of all, is, what do they do there in, in central midfield? Do they need to bring someone else in? And if you do think they do need someone going to bring someone else in, who are they going to bring in? Because it's a bit of a task, isn't it? You've got Morsey and Evans who are nailed on starters. Dominic Ball, who is next up, should one of those fall fall down injured or have a dip off in form. So that's going to be a tough sell to bring someone of note in. So what direction do you go with it? What do you think they'll do, boys? Start with you, Stu. Personally, I don't think they need to. I think this is, again, falling into the trap of people wanting shiny new things and we need more, more, more all the time. I know El has gone out. I know Harper's gone out. I've got Cameron Humphreys, who is one of the most exciting young talents to emerge from the academy in, in quite some time. He's been labelled the second best midfielder at the club by Kieran Dyer earlier this year. He's clearly from the bits and pieces we've seen him in, clearly got something about him. And he looks like someone who, who would be ready, not necessarily to play week in, week out, but we don't need him to do that this season with the with the play, aforementioned players ahead of him. And, and you're right, in terms of then, if you are going to recruit, it's a very tough sell. Either you're going to a, getting maybe a Premier League youngster on loan. Um, I know people have started talking about Charlie Savage at, at Man United, who was on work experience earlier this year, still available, looks like he'll go out. You could say to Manchester United, look, it's a first loan that's just going to, it's not about how much game time he plays. He, he's not going to play every week, but, you know, it'll be good for him to get away from the old Trafford bubble. And it's, so you might be able to sell it to Man United and the player that, that way, possibly. But is then you have to ask yourself, is Charlie Savage that much further ahead than Cameron Humphreys. I, I don't know that. Kieran McKenna will because he'll, he'll know both players better than, than any of us. But in terms of buying someone, it's very difficult to go out and get... I, I don't see people then talk about, oh, we'll just get a cheaper backup option or something like that. I, I don't think those sort of deals are that easy to do to, uh, to attract someone when clearly Morsi and Evans are bedded in. I think people are maybe getting a bit too twitchy about Dominic Ball missing a, a handful of games with a with a slight ankle knock. Um, I, I know there's the Morsi suspension spectre that hangs over it, but it, it, Sam Morsi's more than capable of playing 40-plus games. Um, for me, I'd be holding my nerve and going, going with the four that they've got. Rossi, you've been quiet for a while, and that's just reminded me seeing your face silent in the bottom of the screen. How is, how is your face? Because one of the questions <laughs> on Mailbag was from a Ryan Bedford who said that you stacked it right on your rather attractive mush playing football last night as he was watching on about to about to replace you on the field yeah i got i got hacked twice last night um one was uh, not a good challenge the second where i did go face first that was actually a good challenge i decided to be 
you know, Stu was there, of course, but I decided to just run with the ball and go full pout to go. And um, yeah, I got stopped in my traps and uh, yeah, went face first. My ribs a little bit, had a bit of whiplash, just went, boys, I'm going in goal, I'm going in goal. Um, and the we, first yeah. man ever to suffer whiplash to the ribs. <laughs> that, oh, that not big? Um, mainly the neck that, that suffers from that. Oh. But... <laughs> okay, but yeah, I feel fine now. Rossi is a medical miracle. We all know that. Um, name, name, and shame. Who, who was it that so callously brought you down? Uh, first, it was Liam from Crew. Your uh, mate. I, I, yeah, I know. I know. Mate, you owe him so much. You let him, let <laughs> him off this. Yeah. He, that that boy to keeps fair, you in check. They went. You could have a free kick, and we just went nah, just nah. We'll just we'll just take the ball and we'll take a goal kick. Um, and the second one was Honeyset. He's uh, another guy who just runs for days. Oh, he's yeah, he's the runner, isn't he? He's the annoying. Yeah cardio beast yeah yes i remember him um yeah. but anyway your face looks relatively unscathed rossi so uh that's yeah. good what do you reckon about bringing in a, a midfielder once again it needs to be someone who sort of works the system really uh, if you're gonna as, as Stu said if you're gonna bring in charlie savage is like mm, but we've got cameron humphreys so i don't think we should go too much into it i'm happy i'm happy with what got to be fair Dominic ball when he comes back he's gonna be great um, so yeah, I'm happy with what we've got. Hutchman, you're approaching your time to shine, the end of the transfer window. You love all this. Um, would you can would you agree with your, your two fellow kings there? And, and by way of moving us forward, what else do you think might happen this last week? Is it all about getting another striker in? Do you think we might see any other departures? Give us your thoughts. Uh, I would, unless you're loaning Cameron Humphreys out, I wouldn't be bringing anybody, anybody else in and it. So yeah, I, I I think you've you've got the danger of just having too many, too many players. No point bringing in a, a highly rated young player ahead of Humphreys if he's still here. Um, and Stu's right. I think a, a a high ankle sprain is it's not like Dominic Ball's dealing with knee ligament damage or has been particularly injury prone over his career. He, he plays a lot of football, so I, I wouldn't worry. Wouldn't worry too much there. Um, I think I think uh, another forward player has to be the the big focus for me. Um, I'd I'd still want another striker, like we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Really, um, mm. that's something. Despite John Jules having a, a good game at the weekend, that's still something I'd be still something I'd be looking to do. Are we feeling like this is going to go down to the wire? Obviously, last summer it was an incredibly busy transfer window, right up to literally the the final knockings of the day with with Morsey coming in. Um, is this one do you think going to go to the wire? Ashton said before that he, he doesn't like doing lastminute.com. No, I think if they can avoid it, I think it will go down to the wire if if the only way of getting the player they really want. And yeah, we've been talking about George Hurst for a while, haven't we? If the only way of getting him is by getting him at at the wire, then uh, then yeah, I think it will. But um, if they can avoid it, I think they'll probably uh, probably like to get whatever they're trying to do done done early I think when you get to this stage of the window with a week to go you, you're pretty much if there's a deadline people will always work to the deadline because if it's got this far it's just human nature that that people will wait and see who else can come in and push those negotiations and there's that bit of kind of who blinks first side of things on negotiations so I, I think it's kind of inevitable now that um that, that it will probably go down to the, that last sort of day or day or two, I would imagine. 
Okay, more excitement ahead. Stu, what about departures? Because in your piece, your excellent in-depth analysis piece today, you said there's four other players that you have questions about potentially departing, maybe. Um, Town have got, in terms of squad size, they're quite a long way under the cap, aren't they, as it were, in terms of senior players. Yeah. So can, can you see them allowing any more to depart just from a squad depth point of view? And who, who are the four players that you kind of have a question mark around? Yeah, I think the squad is now with Harper going 20... 23-man squad, you would say, in terms of first-team players, which is, which is a healthy number. Already you're talking if everyone's fit, which doesn't happen all the time. You're, you're talking about leaving five players out of a match day squad every week, as it is. Um, as I've alluded to, for me, I'm a kind of a le- less is more quality over quantity and, and maintain that team team spirit, make sure everyone feels like they've got an opportunity to be involved. Obviously, the five subs rule kind of helps that. I think, um, you know, there's a sense you've said that it's almost becoming like a bit of a specialist role. It's not, you're always going to feel like you've got a chance. You're never too far away from getting some game time. But if they're going to add to this squad, be it central midfield or even in those forward positions, they've got to improve or certainly be on a par with with what you've got. I wouldn't be going doing things for the sake of it. I think Kieran McKenna is very much on that page, isn't he? He's, he's looking at, at different types of attributes. If he's going to add someone, it's going to be add something a bit different. So if, if a central midfielder does come in, I guess you'd look at Evans kind of sits deeper and and dictates play with his passing. Um, Ball's going to be more of a defensive-minded midfielder. So if Morsi was out for any period of time, have you got someone that can be that kind of late arriver in the box, someone who's got a bit more of those dynamic qualities, that would be the type of midfielder that I think they would go for if they do. I've gone off on a central midfield tangent there. Um, but in terms of the, the forward players, we've got six as it is, six vying for three positions, one more max for me. Otherwise, it's starting to, to get a bit crowded and they have to be the right one. But all six of those play in every single game. The way the way that it's going at the moment in terms of subs, so I, I'd be more than happy to add another one to that. At, at the moment, if you're talking about six for those positions, each of them get on the pitch in every game, and then there's kind of Kyle Edwards kind of flapping in the wind almost a little bit, and yeah. not knowing uh, he was on your was he on your list of he was on the four marks? four players with question marks against of varying strength, I would say. Edwards is probably at the the weaker end of that scale in terms of question marks. Clagkey, he's not going to want to sit around and warm the bench. But at this stage of the day, is anyone going to pay what Ipswich want for him? I don't. I don't know. Um, I think yeah, Port Kyle... Vale were keen on him at one point, but they say, do you know, you know, Jack Stevens at um, Oxford, they signed him on loan instead. So there's, there's no. He's, he's going to have to be a number one somewhere, isn't he? Mm. you should no club should be looking for a number one on August the 25th that's um, mm. that's bad Matt Penny has got to be massively in the in the danger zone now with, with Davis and, and Lee ahead of him um, who were the other two and then Edwards was Ed, uh, Humphreys obviously will, will he won't he go out on loan feeds into the midfield debate and then Edwards is the other one he's obviously kind of it's felt like him and Harper have kind of been a pair both from former West Brom, both good mates. Um, now Harper's gone. Does it affect that situation? I don't think he started a league game for eight months, I think it is. And I know, obviously, a, a 
quad injury at the back end of last season contributed heavily to that. But even before and after that injury, it's hard to see where he fits into this system now. Uh, McKenna talked about him sort of looking at him as the alternative to Burns on as right wing back, but Burns has missed the last two games and we've seen Jackson and Kane Vincent Young start ahead of him. So where he fits into this equation is difficult to see. But then are there any takers? What sort of money would Ipswich want for him? Would they entertain a loan like they had with Harper? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel like a loan is. A loan feels more kind of appropriate for Harper than it does for Edwards. I think there are more. There are more rough edges for Harper to kind of smooth off, whereas Edwards. I don't know. I don't think a loan would be would be what he needs. I think if he's going to go, it should be should be full time. But I think for for me, I would I'd keep him. I think he can offer something. He needs to find form, um, and I think his route to do that is probably going to be the Papa John's. But um, I, I, he brings a different set of attributes: running with the ball, um, breaking lines at his best. We know he can do that. He's versatile. I think he could play behind strikers. He can play on either on either side, which would mean I'd have absolutely no issue with, with Penny going because that he could cover almost be like your third choice on both sides. Um, I think, I think he'll still be here personally. Um, And I'd quite like to see him find, find something because there's clearly a, there's clearly a player there. And I feel more confident saying that about him than I do about Harper. um, If I'm honest. How dare you? You just want to you just want to put something on the on the pizza trophy, don't you? Actually, that's what you're doing. You're building it up already. The doesn't return of Evans doesn't need any build up. Mate. <laughs> right then, we've done a solid twenty minutes there on transfer stuff, which uh, hopefully answers all your questions that got asked. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the last week? Exciting, isn't it, boys? I hope it doesn't go right down to the wire just for our sanity, because last year was 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 a bit much, if I'm honest. Um, but let's move on, boys. We've got a lot to talk about, and the next thing we've got to talk about, and I obviously have to start when I talk about this with Andy is the new Ipswich Town third kit. Now, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, me, Hutchie and Roscoe went to Portman Road uh, and did another kit reveal. And it was great. It was lovely. Um, the kit is a, is a thing of beauty. I think it's been almost universally well received. It's even better, maybe, than the home and away kits, actually. Um, so that was all great. And we were waiting for the shout as to when that was going to be released and whatnot. And then on Tuesday, was it? Tuesday it was, wasn't it? A certain Mr. Ed Sheeran decides to go and leak kit via his social media, which means we were then scrambling. Town was scrambling. Roscoe was doing the quickest editing job we'd ever done on multiple videos that we'd recorded. Um, and it all happened quite frantically. I'm still not sure whether that was leaked, as it were, by Sheeran, or whether that was planned. What do you reckon, Hutchie, given your knowledge of kit launches, etc.? Because if it... Either way, it created a, a, a huge amount of interest, didn't it? Straight away, um, people scrabbling to, to see the kit. And he's like, you know, the lad's only got 40 million Instagram followers. So it's not like it, it was seen by that many people. Um, what do you reckon, Hutchie? My knowledge of kit launches. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure it's quite as vast as you imagine it to be. Um, yeah, it's a fair question. Um, I mean, as leaks go, it's not a, it's not a bad one. Um, no. if, if, any, if anyone's going to leak your kit, it's better than us accidentally leaking it. A uh, lot better. Which, a lot which, better. Uh, <laughs> which has been, <laughs> which, which uh, has been a fear. Um, 
yeah, it's not a bad marketing ploy, but having I've, I've sent a few messages to a couple of people at the club, it doesn't sound like it was a marketing ploy. Um, mm. There is a there is a working theory that Mr. Sheeran was wearing it to shoot a music video in London. This he week was yeah. with big na- big nasty, who I who I'm a big fan of, and um, Papoose. Don't don't miss Papoose. What Papoose? Papoose. Um, yeah. So, and I think he's wearing, might have potentially been wearing the shirt in that. So maybe he's, uh, maybe he's leaked it to avoid it being leaked for him. I don't mm. know. Who knows? Either way, doesn't matter. Um, they produced a nice shirt. Loads of people have bought it. Loads of people have seen it. And um, it does maybe, the, the old phrase, nobody's bigger than the club. Um it's not correct, is it? I think Ed Sheeran is bigger than the club. I think that's. I think that's. Uh, Towns number lot. seventeen is bigger than the club, but what whatever it was, I. I think I think Ipswich will probably be quite happy with uh, the way that this kit was launched, even if it maybe provided a few hours extra panic. Yeah, than, uh, uh, on, than was on, needed. On that note of us leaking it, Hutchie, I took two pictures on the day of you speaking to Freddie Ladapo. One where he's wearing the kit, one where he's not, uh, and after you shared the interview with him. I, tw- I tweeted the picture of you talking to him, just as a, is Hutchie and his mate Freddie, who's got the better trainers. And I had to check so many times before uh-huh. I pressed tweet that I had the right picture. Because as you say, that kind of thing would be disaster. Um, now the kit's out there, boys. What do we make of it? Roscoe, the more I think about this kit, compared to the other two, the more I think it's actually my favourite of the three. And I'll tell you for why. I'm not a football kit guy. I don't buy football kits. Sorry, Hutchie. Um, I haven't bought football kits. Don't apologise. I haven't bought football kits for a long time. But this has that kind of extra, almost kind of fashion edge to it that you could wear it, aside from it being a football shirt, you could team it with, you know, nice pair of trainers, whatever. And and it's you're going to be looking, you're going to be looking decent. It's something that I don't think I'd mind wearing in a casual setting. Um, What do you make of it? Yeah, when we got the exclusive look at it, first look when we went down the stadium, it was uh, we sort of knew we got we got sort of told it was going to be black, and when we saw it, it was like, wow, here we go, here we go, boys. We, and we didn't we yeah. didn't get told that, Ross. We didn't know that that was no, that didn't happen. Okay, move on, move on very quickly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, oh, it's it's a beauty in it. It's um this season, wow, they've done a very good job. The football club, the home kit, unbelievable. Second kit, beautiful retro. Fur kit, unbelievable. And as you said, I think anybody could just wear that casually, you know, just casually wear it when they're out with their yeah. other half or whatever. The other half won't even know it's a kit. It's like, oh, it's, it's all black down. It's fine. I've got to say, if I if I wore a football shirt out to dinner with the missus, I would, well, A, we wouldn't be going out the door, <laughs> first of all. That would not be happening. Um, and I, she would not be seen with me wearing a football shirt out to yeah, out, but, as it were. Yeah, but look where you go for dinner, though. You're like, <laughs> you're not going to Nando's like Ross. And, and the rest of us, you're you're going to fancy. But you probably wouldn't be allowed in, would you? In the kind of places you go for dinner, would they let no, you in? I don't know. I'd, me, I'd imagine. Sir. I'd imagine the jeans rule. I'd imagine there'd be quite a lot of raised eyebrows. But my point is, you could team it with a nice pair of jeans, a nice pair of trainers, and you'd be looking good. Um, which is not. I mean, normally I would say football shirts. You wear them to games. You wear them if you're playing football. You wouldn't wear them in any other setting. I would say that as a middle-aged man, I would agree with that. Hmm. What? What do you make of it, Stewie? Do you know what? My, my 
It's a really nice kit. I agree with everything you, you've said about it so far. The only real shame is is that it's come almost on the year where you've got two other really good kits as mm. well. And I'm sure there'll be people now being really torn, like, I want this. We're in a cost of living crisis. I've already forked out 100-odd quid on shirts, potentially, as it is already. There are probably previous years where, let's be honest, Ipswich have had some rubbish kits in previous years. Uh, looking back on them, I know at the time we sort of go, yeah, they're quite nice. But I look back on, there's been some monstrosities, the relegation season, the magical Vegas hmm. nonsense logo and all that. You almost then want like a year like this where then a third kit comes along that kind of rescues the others. So we've almost been spoiled by too, too many good kits this year. And I really, really, I think, I still think my favourite is the away shirt out of the three. And having this third kit now means that that's probably going to be used even less because they're going to have to probably manufacture a couple of occasions where the first team wear, wear this black one to the detriment of the uh, the very popular away one. But look, it's it's fantastic um, commercial work for the club. They've taken full advantage of the Ed Sheeran um, partnership and ultimately it's all money that's going to go into the uh, to the first team pot and hopefully help Ipswich get to, to where they want to get. They must be making serious bank from these shirts with one, with one of the world's biggest pop stars advertising right all across his socials. And Yeah. I wonder at what stage Mr Sheeran's people start to go, mm, should we have some sort of cut of this? I don't, I don't know what the, uh, the, the discussions will be because um, I bet they're probably quite surprised just how, how popular and how quick these are, these are selling. I don't know if they'll sell them on his tour as well. Um, because that goes on for several, several more months all around the globe. That'd be interesting. Peek behind the curtain time as well, Hutchie. Thanks for rescuing me in the reveal video that we did. Because before we do all these shirt reveal videos, we have a chat with Paul Macro, who tells us a little bit about some of the features. Doesn't tell us what they are, but it gives us a little background. So we've got something to talk about when we see the shirt. So, for example, with the, the home shirt, he told us that you'll see a pattern and that's patterns based on the cobalt stand. And then we can talk a little bit about that. So before this reveal, he told us that there was a, a, a pattern on the shirt which was linked to Ed Sheeran's album cover, the Equals album. We gets to the unveiling, we unbox it, I'm all excited, Hutchie's all excited. He pulls it out, we're looking at it and I'm going, wow, it's a blackout badge, blah, 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 blah. And I go, look, there's camo on the sleeves. That reminds me of the uh, the away shirt, the, the the the, and I'm str I'm struggling. Hutchie's looking at me like, "What the hell are you talking about, man?" But casually, just says, "Well, it it it, uh, it does look a bit like that, yeah." But what it looks more like is Ed Sheeran's artwork cover. And then I go, "Whoa!" Then I'm back in the room. I'm like, "Yes, that's the message." <laughs> Unbelievable! There's Oscar-worthy acting. Now, now we've kind of completely spoiled it. Ross has told everyone you guys knew it was black. <laughs> now, Mark, you've now told everyone that you've been given the whole backstory. So we've ru we've ruined the magic of it. But I mean, Andy told me about this moment where he gets you out of jail, and I watched it back. I mean. Oscar Worthy, he, he leaves he leaves a suitable pause. You know, oh, that reminds me of something, you know. I think that's, yeah, yeah, that looks just like the album cover. I think I've never seen Ed Sheeran's album cover. <laughs> <laughs> he did, Not he a didn't, clue. <laughs> he didn't even want that orange. That scene in uh, was it? People just do nothing. Um, <laughs> speak speak to me about this, the future of kits before we move on to mailbag because. Clearly now, town at the very forefront of kits. These are tremendous kits they've just launched. Where do you reckon kits are going to go? Because we're having a chat with Paul just casually while we're waiting for Freddie to join us. Um, and he was talking, I mean, I'm not giving anything away now. He's speaking generally about kits. And he was talking about holograms getting involved and um, QR codes and all this sort of stuff. 
Where do, you, where do you think we might see kits going in the future? Actually? I think we're going to get a deep V like you're wearing now. That is that is very that's almost down to the navel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll see that. No, but... uh, these these things all go through. They all go through cycles. Like I really, I do really like this Ipswich kit, but it's it, mm. it's far from the first blackout kit from the last two or two or three years. A lot of. A lot of clubs have done them. Ipswich have done one now. It's really nice. Lots of clubs have been through having mint kits. There seems to be an obsession with having maps and things on kits at the moment. Roma have just, I think it's Roma, have just got a a hologram badge where if you look at it from one direction, it's one version of their badge and from another, it's it's that. I think there is a team that's got the sponsor logo on it is just a QR code. And if you scan it, it takes you through to the sponsor's thing um yeah it's interesting that's, that, that's lame though isn't it I, I think i think so um it's everything's cyclical though it they it goes through patterns goes through trends lots of retro kits at the moment like sort of harking back to to old ones umbro have done a lot of those this this year and they're all really nice but the wheel will keep on turning they'll find another they'll find Jazzy another goalkeeper one. kits are they are well, that's they the, back? Are they coming back? That's that's the disappoint. I the disappointment for me from Umbro this year is that they've not gone for like the really crazy ones that they had in the in the nineties. Saying that, I do absolutely love the template goalkeeper kit that Town have got. The green. I mean, I've now seen one. I hadn't seen one kind of up close before. That shade of green is beautiful. I I really I really like that. Um, and that would feature quite highly in my ranking of the the five switch kits we've seen do you know where season. i think talking about going things going around in cycles i think the fit of Ipswich, of of football shirts will, will change over the next few years everything it seems to be like baggy is starting to creep back in you look back at the pictures of sort of 90s early noughties i, I wonder like we've gone through a bit of a phase of everything being sort of sprayed on super mm. super fitness fit um i wonder if we'll, we'll start going back to a bit more of a, a baggier a baggy yeah. fit I've recently acquired a kit from 99, a Roma shirt from 1999. And like the collar is almost woven. It's like almost like wool. Um, <laughs> and the pattern on it is like, yeah, I could see that. I, I could see that being, being what happens at some points Stu. go, go a bit baggy, go a bit, a bit even more retro than, than where we're at at the moment, but there'll be something. There's always, there's always something. I hope we don't go baggy again. I've had enough of baggy clothes. I looked a fool when I was a kid wearing oversized trousers, etc. Um, <clears throat> right, by way of moving on, boys, I want a ranking. Hutchie, you're the kit man. The three kits, rank them in order, please. Away, home, third. In third that the, order. Third at the bottom. Stu? Yeah. Away, third, home. Ross? Spacey Stu's order. Away, third, home. I'm saying third, away home but they're all very nice kits and the big question of course is what they're going to do next year as an encore to try and top this year very interesting to see what happens there right and boys let's move on to mailbag last week Hutchie because you weren't around we decided to not sing the mailbag tune as a mark of respect to your golden larynx because we thought there are some things you just can't touch hang on was it a mark of respect or did you bottle it we me and Stu discussed it we decided that we could not do it justice. Sounded um, like bottling it to me. You, you don't pick up a pen after Shakespeare, do you? So we decided to leave it 
So would you would you like to? Uh... Yes. Yeah, I, don't know. Know. I, know. No, I don't. I don't know if you should have it anymore. If none of you lot can handle it, I will. Uh... <laughs> I'll do it again. Look, if mate, if you want to do it, Stu, you do it. But you no, no, it. you've I... given it, you've given it, pretty big bollocks. Now let's 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 hear it. Yeah, all right, okay. Ready? Are you mm-hmm. are you are you able to feel able to join in at the end? <laughs> Ready? <clears throat> mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark Andy Stu and Ross to dip into the mailbag. I've got to say, before we get going, are you two all right? There's quite a lot of tension between the two of you today. Have you got, you got some beef? What's going on? I've, I've told you, it's all it's all, all for the camera. We absolutely despise each other. Why do you think I travelled solo to Shrewsbury last weekend? I've had enough of this man. And sometimes people... we can't keep up the act any longer, and today is one of those days. People will be writing stories, putting things on social media. The boys hate each other. Um, right then, I suppose... Time on the question is football or non-football? Um, and I know you're going to say non-football. So let's go with... It's a really good question from Ian Wallbank. He actually has two good questions, but I'm taking this one because it's one we'll all have a view on. Um, Roscoe, I'm going to start with you because he asked... The first first of his questions was, what's going to happen first? Ross passes his driving test or Genoi scores a goal? What do you reckon? How close has Genoi got to scoring so far this season? Well, he's getting forward quite a lot, isn't he? He is. That's my that's my fear. Hopefully me, but mm, I have a feeling Genoa is going to do it at some stage. I yeah. think Genoa might score twice by the time you pass your... When's life. your next tech? Because obviously Gen- Genoa is playing football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Potentially on Tuesday. Saturday. And potentially again the following. He's going to have chances before... Yeah, it's next week. So hopefully, yeah... Yeah. That's just a theory well, test, though, Ross. Yeah, have to is, yeah. <laughs> is this a question? You forgot to turn up to your theory. Genoi is playing football two, three times a week. Um, the bigger question is, can you pass before Genoi retires? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. That is the question. And that's not even the question I'm, I'm asking. Roscoe, Ian wants to know, red or brown sauce on a bacon sandwich? Red for me. Red. Stewie? Uh, red for bacon, brown for sausage. A man has got rules. Hutchie? If I'm honest, I'm a, a bit put out by calling it red sauce. Yeah. If I'm honest. Um, we all know what it means. We're not from We're not from Lancashire. Um, <laughs> uh, ketchup on a, bacon so- on a bacon sandwich and brown sauce with a sausage sandwich, please. Hmm. Sausage sandwiches are better than bacon sandwiches, aren't they, boys? Yes. I'm glad we're all agreed. Excellent. I'll mix it up. I've got to be honest. Depends on my mood. Any other crazy sauces you whack on said sandwiches, boys? Roscoe, I'm probably looking at you here. You I like I'm garlic. Gonna... I like garlic mayo. So, on a bacon sandwich. On a bacon yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Interesting. I, I, can I, I? I would sometimes just go butter, bacon, and and use my. Egg yolk, stick an egg in oh, there, and yeah. just you, a bit of a yolky sauce. Oh yeah! Now we're talking, you dirty boy. Um, Peter, our man in our man in Amsterdam says, "Ex Amsterdam correspondent, soon to be your man in Warsaw." Peter's on the move, so we're going to have to wire the money somewhere else. It says reporting to base with you guys, and obviously this means you three really spending so much time up and down the motorways. What would be your ideal car 
what would be your dream car and who would be your dream passenger? So there's three questions there. Answer whichever one you fancy. Um, boys, Stewie, have you got a dream car? Not really a car, man. Um, as a as a kid, that it would be the, the, the classic yellow Lamborghini. That would be, you know... Yellow? That would, yeah. Well, lamp, if you're going to get a Lambo, it has to be yellow, right? That's like, if you're getting that's a Ferrari, cool. it has to be red. That's kind of, that's the rule, right? So, I'd, yeah, I'd get one with, with the doors that fold upwards. I'd just go full on sort of, you know, supercar, childhood fantasy, yeah. The suicide doors that go... Yeah. Would you would, would you drive that to Millwall? <laughs> but yeah, street parking at Gillingham or somewhere might be uh, might be a bit of a concern. So you're going Lambo, Hutchie? Have you got any any thoughts on either dream car, ideal car, or indeed ideal passenger? Do not say Stu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just go on my own? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dream passenger. Um. Here's what I think. You want someone with stories and you want someone who's got a large bladder because you don't want to be stopping constantly, do you? Yeah, that's not Stu. Okay. <laughs> Very small little bladder on that man. Um, I'll just go on my own. Just on your own? <laughs> just put some music. Just put some music. Motorbike. We talked about doing motorbike and sidecar would be quite fun, didn't we? Yeah, neither of us can drive a motorbike though, can we? Ride a motorbike. Um Oh, that would but make we... an ex- that would make an excellent visual, I've got to say. And we need it's to a little leather, yeah, a little leather hat, goggles, <laughs> well, like Gareth in the, in the office. In the office, exactly. Yeah, um, Roscoe. Obviously, you can't drive yet, so I'm not really <laughs> sure about your whether you, you you qualify for a a dream car. How about a, a dream passenger, Rossi? Uh, as I said, need to be someone with stories, someone you can sort of have a bit of banter with as well. But now I don't know about his bladder because he's getting a bit old now. Like David Jason. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like I like the thinking. I, I, I didn't think anyone was going to say David Jason in, in response to that. Um, Daily Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> right, then let's do a football one, boys. Uh where are we? <clears throat> James, who's at on Twitter is Banya Party, says our record against the top teams. We finally broke this last year with a tight one nil scoreline against Plymouth that ended up free falling. But my lingering doubt this year is whether we can beat the top teams. He says Bolton at home, an example of this. Can the Kings alleviate my doubts? I have seen a few people starting to talk about this on Twitter, saying that Town haven't really beaten anyone yet. Um, I mean, obviously you'd say on on paper, MK Dons, given where they finished last season, was a good win. But clearly they're not started that well. It's very early in the season. Stu, have you got any concerns about this? I wouldn't go as far as saying concerns, but I think it's very much a valid conversation to be had. You're right, MK Dons finished third last season, but I think they're obviously massively in transition at the moment. Burton is a game that could have gone another way, not that you would describe them as being sort of one one of the teams that is going to be up there at the end of the season. You look at the fixtures on paper and there's a little run at sort of end of September, start of October of Sheffield Wednesday away, Plymouth away, Portsmouth at home. And I think that will be the real acid test of, of um, quite quite where this Ipswich Town team is. Any thoughts, boys, Hutchie? Yeah, I don't think you can have any concerns about it until they start losing to the 
to the top teams, which they haven't they haven't done that either. I think a, a draw with Bolson was a good good result on opening day. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not something I'm overly worried about. We've spoken at, at length on on the pods recently about how this feels like there's some substance to the season, um, and, I, and I still feel like that. You, obviously, Barnes, Barnsley coming up this weekend are a, a relegated team you, who haven't had the best of starts, but will still bring their own test. But I, it, it's a valid, like Stu says, it's a valid thing to talk about. Sheffield Wednesday is the first big one on the list. But it's not something I don't think it's something I'm overly worried about, unless they're they're not winning the games. They just haven't played them yet, and they've done everything they needed to do in all of the all of the games. So not, nothing to overly worry me at the moment. Very quick one, Hutchie. I'm sticking with you. Very finished problem says the super suave new third kit smashed sales records. Explaining why I found myself 1,565th in the queue. Where do the Kings think it ranks in the list of all time greats? Is it a top ta- a top ten town top? That's easy to say. Hutchie, I'm only going to ask you this. Where is it anywhere Whatever. near? Ever? No. 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 It's not even the best one they've released this season, according to you. So it can't be a, a top 10 town top. Will any of those be anywhere near the top 10? Well, that's that's on the team now, I think. Yeah. If, uh, I think they've got three really nice kits there, but need some iconic pictures of uh, trophies being lifted and appearance at Wembley. Um promotions that that will take that shirt to the, the next stratosphere but no i can't I, I honestly i don't think that the blackout kit can you can talk about that as a top 10 ipswich shirt ever i enjoyed the way you said stratosphere there excellent um stewie tom baines friend of the show member of the koa fan social posse says with ross forgetting his theory test and essentially burning the money that's basically what he did boy what's the most amount of money you've wasted on one thing there's been a purchase Stewie, which you thought actually in hindsight that was a waste of money. Um, probably shelling out for a gaming chair in my late twenties, <laughs> only only to become a father sort of uh, fairly soon after that. Um, that was a waste of money. That that just became a dumping chair for laundry and was was sold quick smart. I've also got a concern. She's out at the moment. I can say this. The wife wants a paddleboard for her birthday coming up. We tried it once on holiday recently. She's decided it's her new hobby. I'm going to have to commit because that's what she's asked for now, but I don't know if she's going to use it. I've got serious oh. doubts it's going to be a fad. They're a bit of coin as well, aren't they? I'd imagine paddle boards. Uh, to be fair, there are places you can do it around here, aren't they? You can do it down the old River Stour and stuff, so it may get some use, but I can I can see exactly where you're coming from, Stewie, in terms of a fad. Roscoe, we know you're a fan of wasting money left, right and centre because you're so, you're so wedged up. Um, what's, what's the biggest waste of money you've ever spunked off a wall? Gambling doesn't count, does it really? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, mon- that's money that's, well spent. <laughs> yeah. So, any, yeah, any bet that I've made that pretty much was just stupid. So, yeah, I did that once at, you know, Newmarket Races, decided to put some decent money on a horse and then decided to change the horse. And then the horse I originally put a bet on one and the other one that I did bet on lost. So, any gambling, betting, anything, yeah. Hutchie, you don't waste money, I'd imagine. You're very frugal, very considered when it comes to purchases. Um, you don't know me very well, do you? I don't. <laughs> and, the, and the more we do this show, the more I realise I don't know you at all. Um, uh, have, you, have you ever spent a load of money on something? Ended the up being biggest waste, waste of money I, I ever had was... I'm very, very briefly, I lived in the Worcestershire town of Redditch, 
which I would describe as the the armpit of England, is uh, <laughs> appalling place. But I lived there for three months before moving to Birmingham. But during that time, I decided to sign up to a like with one month to go before I eventually decided to move away. I signed up to a twelve month gym membership to like a locally run gym, and I paid up front and then moved thirty five miles away, um, having been twice. So, that is that is a waste of money. A lot of people would, I guess, would say gym membership. Mine's a holiday. Um, we spent a decent chunk of money going to Turkey uh, off the back of being to New York. Uh, we wanted some sun. Uh, worst place I've ever been, boys, by a long way. Turkey, uh, I would never return ever. Where um, did you go? So, went somewhere near Marmaris. It was just, it was awful. My worst nightmare. People what? wandering around with like England tattoos. All that kind of stuff. Um, the, the the busiest restaurant in town was Chicken and Chips, showing the X Factor. There's a bar called the Wembley Bar where you could have a, a fry up. Not for me, boys. I appreciate it might be some people's idea of heaven. Is that why me. a few weeks ago when we were <clears throat> discussing Bursant Selina moving to Istanbul, I think I said that I'd really like to go to Istanbul. Yeah. And no. that wasn't well, I could see in your face that was not <laughs> a well-received... Um, it's not... I think, place. I think Istanbul would be very different to where, yeah, to, where, to, to what you've just you've just described the Benidorm of uh, essentially the Black, yeah. the Black Sea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we woke up in the morning. We we got there late, and we're driving around um, this kind of place. And you know, when you're on a bus and you're being taken somewhere, and you think, "Thank fuck, thank fuck, we're not staying here." And then literally, it pulled up, and we we're like, "What? This can't, this can't be right." Uh, we went to bed and the, the call to prayer was playing and we were like, actually, this might be this might be good. This might be, you know, cultural, unusual. Got up the next morning, went out onto the balcony. There was uh, people playing Ronan Keating. Um, and was that the call to prayer? Yeah. And literally, <laughs> literally, is boy, a roller coaster. <laughs> literally putting cooking oil on themselves. Not, not suntan lotion, cooking oil on themselves. Um, yeah, it wasn't for me. It's the only holiday that I've ever been excited to leave i could not wait to get back to, to dreary old england after being to turkey anyway there we go that was a waste of my money i'm sure a lot of people would disagree that's what i'm saying um friends view from the u2 bono matt the man with a million names what does he actually go by rossi when you when you speak to him personally i like to call him matt but a lot of people call him bono because view from u2 and all that but he's, he's the boy matt does he actually but, like the music of you two, or is it this simply no, simply based so. on where he sits? It's simply based where he sits. I don't think he actually likes you two. No, he's got uh, a bit far in then, isn't he? Yeah, I think I've offended Bono for life. By the way, with this mentioning people wearing backwards hats and, and lifestyle choices, because he never fails to bring it up. Um, so I'm sorry, Matt. I've clearly offended you. I didn't mean anything by it. I do like you. You're a good lad. Um, start for ten. What are there more of in the world, insects or fish? Obviously insects. That's not even a, a debatable question. And from that, what are the esteemed panellists' favourite type of insect or fish? Also, which town player is most like an insect? He says, Morsey's like a busy bee. Walton's a proverbial stick insect. Did we all have stick insects when we, were, when we were kids, by the way, boys? Did we all manage to kill stick insects in creative ways? I did. I toasted mine on, on the boiler without realising. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you took him a... out for a little walk. No, well, they did. They're shit pets, let's be honest. They don't really do anything. They just kind of stand on you and kind of rock back and forth. Um, but one day I went out. They were obviously in a little aquarium thing. I hadn't even thought about it. I put it on the boiler. 
went out, came back. Crispy fried chicken steak. I mean, I know they're crispy yeah. anyway, but that, that wasn't good. Do not leave your pets on the boiler. Would be that's a, that's that's a rule for life. I've got quite a few of them um, through bitter experience. So, have you <laughs> have you got any have you got any favourite insects or fish, boys? It's, it's a bass. <laughs> you like a bass. What about town players as, as insects? Because he says Morsey's a bee. Walton's a stick insect. I'm saying I'm saying Chaplin. By the way, is a mosquito. Buzzing around, nipping at people. That's what I'm saying. Any other? Sucking any other? Their blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't thought enough about <laughs> oh, this one. Good. <laughs> ants are quite hard working, aren't they? Who's who's that? Who's Janoy? Janoy Danassian is the king. Ant. Do ants have kings? It's bees no, or queens, just, don't they? Just, is there I a king in the ant community? I think it's just a queen again in the ant community. I never thought we'd end up here on today's part. Anyway, um, shall, shall we move on? Because clearly we haven't we haven't got anything for that one. Sorry, Bono. Um, Harvey Davis, Sweet Welsh Prince, friend of the show. All of the kings have got Channel 4 wanting their services to come dine with me. What are you cooking and who's favourite? Convinced it's actually happened, by the way. Roscoe, we're coming around to yours. Come dine with me, style. What are you cooking as? Um, phew, pasta bake, some of that, some Italian food, just some Italian food. Yeah, safe and sound. What what we yeah. have for dessert? Um, tiramisu, sticky toffee pudding, classic. Stewie, what are you Ross, is in the this, kitchen? Is this pasta bake gonna be like the camera will pants you in the kitchen and you're just dumping a dolmio <laughs> over some <laughs> yeah. some sort of dried pasta and then just yeah, like I'll... a mum they used to make. <laughs> Yeah, I would likely go, right, cameraman, I just need a second by myself. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm back. When all that's all done, there back we go, door, in the back oven. door closes, someone hands you a bag through the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got the, the Ipswich chef to knock him up some of those takeaway yeah. things, yeah. yeah. What's that Italian place you like in Ipswich, Ross? The, the, one, the takeaway ones? There's three Bella of them. Napoli. Bella Napoli. Yeah, just get them to do it. Bella yeah. Napoli. Stewie, what are you doing in the kitchen? Are you, are you top techers? Uh, not really. It's not a super strength, but I think I'd probably just I'd do you a roast dinner, get Solid. you a nice leg leg of lamb in the slow cooker. Ooh. Don't have to worry too much about that. And uh, yeah, do do some roasties and some steam steam veg. We'd have to the camera crew would have to follow you out to a local butcher's where you pretend to select yeah. the best. <laughs> Stew's come to the butcher's that he goes to all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, mate. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What. The usual, please. <laughs> There'd probably be a scene that then I'm in my garden trying to then hack with a saw to, to make it fit, to take a bit of the bone off to make it fit in the slow cooker <laughs> because I've only I've only got a very small one. Um, yeah, and that, that would ruin the illusion that I do it all the time. I would do your tiramisu for a dessert, by the way, Mark. I've never Bang made it. one, so that, that, again, could go disastrously wrong, but that is... That is in, the dessert of choice. In terms of the favourite, I would say Hutchie would be the favourite because I reckon you've got some some. Well, I know you've got some techers in the kitchen. You talked to me before about making crumpets, for God's sake. Um, what would you be cooking up for us, Hutchie? Would that cut it? Crumpets. If it was a breakfast, for, come dine with me. For, I'd be all for right a dinner crumpet. party. Um, yeah, yeah. I would. I would do. I'd probably do a little a little Spanish evening for everybody. I'd do some Spanish food. I'd I'd cook you some. Some potatoes that you may never have had before. 
Have you had uh, Papas Aragudas before? I've not. I've had Patatas Bravas numerous times, but I've never had, what are they called? Aragudas. Aragudas. Uh, papas con mojo, which is a, uh, a delicacy of the Canary Islands. Cooked Lovely. in heavily cooked in salt water to the extent that they wrinkle up, then with a nice spicy sauce over the top, maybe with a maybe with some kind of fish alongside them, some green beans. I'll do you that. Um, I'm not really a dessert guy, so that's probably where I would buy the cheesecake and try and pass it off as homemade. And then Stu would sit at the end of the table and just you make the base, base yourself there, Andy. And I'll go, yep. <laughs> I'd be very yeah. hot on that. I'd be very hot on that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What 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 did you what did you use to make the base, Andy? Was it was it crushed biscuits or have you have you kind of made that yourself? Was that yeah, just biscuits and that Play it off. Have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not what having Andy as the favourite, by the way, when we've got we've got a man who does food reviews. Doesn't mean I can cook, mate. I can do a decent job in the kitchen, but um I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself forward as the favourite. I'll make you a nice chicken ramen. I'll do you some nice pasta. I can knock up a, a nice peanut butter style stir fry. Um, but in terms of overall favourite, I would say Hutchie because he's got the calmness as well. You need calmness in a show like that. I'd be the annoying one. Obviously, I am anyway. Um, but the one that, that probably thinks a little bit too much of themselves and ends up looking quite we, the fool. We, we all slag you off in the car on the way home. Exactly, which is what basically what happens anyway in real life. So there we go. Um, <laughs> what about... What about um, uh, the thing that weirds me out about come dine with me is like entertainment that they have to do. No oh, one no. does that at a real dinner party, do they? People sing at each other and all that kind. I've of stuff. hired some belly dancers to come and stand in my front room for you. I'm not doing it. Just have a chat amongst yourselves, eat your dinner, and just get out of my house at the end. Yeah, of it, I mean, please. most people in terms of entertainment at a dinner party just drink too much, don't they? And then they become the entertainment. Mark, could you please put on this uh, flowery shirt and do some Hawaiian hula dancing for me, please? I thought it'd be really nice if we all... There'd be a shot of us wandering into the room that you're sat in now, sort of looking through your football shirt rack and making some judgy comments about about your state of living. As mm. and That's part of the show, right, as well? You were a little nose around, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe this should, this should happen, boys. It would be good TV. Um, right. We've got so many questions about today. I'm only going to take one more because otherwise we'll be here all day. So thank you so much if you got involved because I think it's the best group of questions we've ever had. Um, one more. Barry Allard wants to know, seeing that you can get an Ed Sheeran Top Trump card with the new shirt, which apparently you can, I was wondering what a personalised KOA deck would feature and who would be Top Trump? Hang on a minute. You get a Top Trump card. <laughs> What's the point in having a singular Top Trump card? Commemorative. I guess. Right. I don't know. Um, you can't play. What, you can't. What, what stats does Ed Sheeran get on the music? Ten. <laughs> For, fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Hair ginger. Um, how would yeah? So how would a KOA top trump pack look, boys? Because I reckon I've been thinking about this. It would obviously depend on on the rating of what was rated on the cards, like how, like for example, um, Stewie, muscle mass. Would be would be top trump, Roscoe. I don't hair. know, mate. I think you've. I mean, you've been tweeting last night about your body fat percentage. Uh, I saw, and it's boring, but it's my life. Uh, Ros- <laughs> <laughs> you've been tweeting about your body fat percentage. Tell me more about this. No, 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 no. Why? Just, I didn't tweet about it. I replied to someone. <laughs> e- evening, everyone. <laughs> just, just an update from me. 
dear, oh dear, oh dear. No, uh, just I... to reply to our friend Mollet, who who implied scandalously that I was past my prime, or we were past our prime. Oh, so don't I, touch I that nerve. That's the what ultimate insult. I had to put him straight with my body fat percentage, like any rational human being would do. Of course. I think if, if memory if memory was one of the categories on these, Ross is struggling a little bit. I mean, not only did he forget to turn up to his theory test, but he also infamous, infamously forgot his own middle name at one stage. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we can we have that as a category on there? What would that be? Memory poor. Zero, no, it's always zero. Okay. Okay. I think z- zero, zero is harsh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got what's it out of ten? It's out of ten normally, isn't it? It's out of ten. It's got to be. I mean, actually, obviously, if we if we had number of number of kits as a, as a, as a thing, that would be a thing. Kit, Mike Bacon, num- number of homes owned. <laughs> obviously, well, I, uh, I think they need to be a bit more generic. I mean, if we had energy, for example, Mike Mike would be winning that one. Just with. With some of his intros, I think wins in that. <laughs> I think I think Mark, you'd give him a run for his money on energy, though. I think your energy goes on longer. Mike Mike burns faster and brighter, whereas Mark like a star, is, you're prob- you're you've probably got sort of some longevity with it as well. Okay, all right, I'll take that. I don't know who would be top Trump though. Probably, I would say Watson. But there Twitter. can't be a top Trump. That's the whole point. There isn't one card to rule them all. There's, oh, there is. A... There is a. There is a top trump card. I believe isn't there in every what, what, deck? One you get card. One, the the best card. It can be beaten, but normally it pretty much beats just everything. by like one category or something. Yeah. Mm. So you're saying that Stu is the best. The best. I'm artist. not. No. That's what Mark's saying. Is he? Yeah. I just speculated it might be Stu. I'm, I'm, Stu is boys. the best. Is the, is the best of us all. There's a lot of tension on today's show. Um, I think we all need to go out for a pint and a hug. Uh, <laughs> right, let's move on, boys. That's the end of mailbag. Before it gets fighty, um, I'm going to move on because we still got to talk about Barnsley and million pound picks, and we've already done an hour. And I'm getting more and more shiny, boys. That if you noticed in the heat of my spare room, um, Barnsley this weekend, boys. Another opportunity to play what you'd imagine on paper would be a top side. They've not started very well. Obviously, played last night at Leeds. Mr. Norwood started got brought off quite early and he's been in and out of the side i'm gonna start with you stewie how are we feeling about barnsley this weekend pretty good i think um sat and watched their highlights from their opening games so far i think we talked about sometimes when teams come down having that sort of stink of relegation about them um their team's kind of half and half of players that are still there from last season and some new recruits but um the goals I've seen, a lot of them have kind of been long-range shots. If they've got sort of two areas of strength, it seems to be sort of shots from outside the box and, and set pieces. Um, but I haven't seen too much to sort of... I, I think if Ipswich, I, I think they look vulnerable to pace and, and a high press, and Ipswich have got both those things um, in abundance, um, depending on, on who they play. So uh, if Ipswich can start well... I'm feeling feeling pretty good about this game, as you say. They've played on Wednesday night as well, um, so yeah, reasonably reasonably confident going into this one. Hutchman, are you looking forward to seeing Norwood back at Portman Road? We know it's not inevitable because you've done the research that he's going to score. Um, he might not even be starting because, as I say, he's been in and out of the side. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I am looking forward to seeing what he can what he can do. I'm sure he'll get on the pitch. 
Um, but if I'm if I'm honest, I'm more I'm more intrigued by another former Ipswich player in the in the Barnsley team um, playing behind the strikers, Luke Thomas, mm. who use your mind, you might just remember was here very briefly. Um, mm. But by all accounts, he's got a real spring in his step. And he's playing playing some good stuff behind behind the strikers. Pacey, creative, has scored one sort of belter of a goal already this season. So I, I kind of think that actually the former Ipswich player to look out for in this game is, is Luke Thomas rather than rather than James than James Norwood. I think James Norwood will bring a lot more fun to the uh, proceedings. Um, whether he's on the bench warming up as a sub, that could be quite an interesting little. If he's out warming up, he'll go go down and warm up in front of the uh, front of the north stand where where all the subs go and warm up. He'll get um he'll get some abuse and he'll give some back. Um, I'm sure. So that could be that could be. I hope we get at least one moment of of s housery from from Mister Norwood at, at some stage. I'd be disappointed if we don't. Yeah, he's I, he's going to relish that role, though, isn't he? I mean, he some people shy away from that. He will go all in. Yeah, he ticks every box in terms of the pantomime villain. Um, mm every every box he's he's i think he's kind of started his football career with the best intentions of not celebrating goals against teams that he's previously played against i don't think he'd celebrate goals against tranmere but um he barely celebrated his ipswich goals during during the second half of his of his time here if you look at the celebrations they weren't exactly kind of in embracing the fans particularly um but he's he, when he scored goals against Forest Green in the past, who have given him a bit of jip, he's uh, he's gone all in on the celebration. So if he gets some stick from the crowd, and then manages to do something on the pitch, I'm sure uh, I'm sure we might see. We might yeah, see I think something. the fact that he scored on his last appearance and the and the, the goodbye message and everything meant that he kind of left. I think on a, on pretty positive terms on the last day. So hopefully there isn't too much kind of pantomime booing because I think. That brings out the best in James Norwood. So don't don't poke the beast is what I, I would suggest. Try and avoid that if you can, those going to the game. Luke Thomas was the, the guy that had the um, chewing tobacco, wasn't it? In in the uh yeah. in the in the trackies in his signing picture. Is that right? Yeah, that's that and that and that was his uh that was his big moment. I, there's also <laughs> I can't remember I can't remember which game it was, but he had a really good chance to score in one one game in kind of early January time. Um and didn't but you know he had he had some personal problems while he was here but by all accounts he's gone away and uh with a little bit of help from joey barton at bristol rovers last season and some tough love um sounds like he's he's getting going again and um it's quite an important player for barnsley so i'm just interested to see uh interested to see what he's got um playing behind the strikers whether it's james norwood or or somebody else. Those Barnsley strikers haven't got many goals between them this season. I think they've got one or two with mm. Devante Cole. So, um, yeah, we will see. And it's going to be an interesting game. Rossi, by way of starting us off with predictions, tell us how you're feeling about the game, first of all, and then offer your prediction. Um, of course, when the fixtures came out, Barnsley was always a team. You go look at all Portman Road. Barnsley just come down from, from the championship. Um I'm confident we can continue this unbeaten run. Make it five wins in a row. When's that last time we've done that? Find the that boys, stat, everybody. The boys will know that by three PM Saturday. Yeah, guaranteed. Nice. Someone <laughs> will know. Someone will know it by the time the preview is written for six AM Saturday morning. I'm there we sure. go. It's yes. a long time though. I mean, even saying that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? That they could win five wins. They could win five games in a row. Unbelievable. Um, will they win five 
five games on the bounce, Rossi. What are you saying? No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose. No, do you know <laughs> what? I'm very fifth. I'm really on the fence here of going for a draw or a win. So it's between two-one or one-one. I don't know. I think Barnsley could come here and maybe try to stop us playing. Um, but I'm going to go got- for the win. Two one. two one, two one town. Stewie, what are you saying? Uh, yes, they will win. Um, I think this could be Freddie Ladapo's first goal, and I think they'll win. I think it could be another another three nil job. I just just got a feeling. Just got a feeling. I just think that these games are coming at the right times with them playing Wednesday, not having got off to a great start. I've just got a feeling there's a bit of nervousness amongst amongst their fan base. They're missing some big players as well. I don't know if Nicky Cadden will be back this weekend, but he's been injured. Herbie Kane and, and Michael uh, Helick, um, two, two of their big players, have, have not been available as well. So I just think timing is, is is big in football, and I think this is another one that falls quite nicely for Ipswich. Mm. Hutchie, before we do your prediction, obviously we have to talk million-pound picks because you're rolling in dollar. After my rather generous odds that I gave you on them winning games to nil, they duly did, prompting Stu to guarantee a top six finish. How much money did you make off that bet? I can't remember how much you put on. Um, I don't think the odds were that generous, actually. Um, all in all. Um, but 20, 20 grand I put on that, a 25 to one. Uh, one 520. So the pot is sitting at a very healthy 1.74 million. Good Lord. Seven, 740 grand up. Wow. Um, and what bet trend are you going to lay on or bet this weekend with all that cash? It's a it's a it's a little double that I'll need you to I'll need you to give me the odds for. So it, it's a combination of things that that have already been mentioned by by the two lads there. So I've got a clean sheet, a victory, and a player to score their first goal of the season. All in one bet. Yeah, all in one clean sheet. So win to nil, and a player who's not scored yet to score yep. their first goal. Who does who does that leave you then? Beyond uh, Madapo, all of the defenders, um, Davis, Leaf Davis, um, Aluko potentially if he if he were to be involved at some point, and Ladapo. I'll give you, I'll give you eighteen to one on that. Eighteen to one. It's very tight these bookmakers this season. I have to say, I've just been stung, mate, for mm. quarter of a mil. I've got to, got to recoup some money back somewhere. I'll put a hundred thousand pounds on that. Wow. Okay. Because I've got your I've got your uh, three quarters of a million pounds. So I, <laughs> I'm going to put I'm going to give a hundred pound hundred thousand of it back to you temporarily. So what's the score uh, going to be? Uh, two nil, but that's not part of the bet. So we're saying two nil, three nil, two one. I'm going to say I reckon I reckon it could be another stroll in the park. I'm saying. 3-0 as well. So there we go. We're all predicting a win. Hopefully, obviously you'll one. be you'll be watching at Exeter's game anyway. So <laughs> yeah, the big porker, by the way, is going to be at the Barnsley game this weekend. So if you do see him, I want to see some selfies with Mike this weekend. If you, if you do see him pre-game, that would be that would be delicious. And I'm looking forward to his food review. Um, boys, by way of starting the outro, I mentioned please if you do enjoy the show and. Again, it's been up and down today, I would say. Um, largely down when I've been speaking. Um, but please do consider uh, voting for us in the Football Content Awards. Best Podcast Football League. You can go onto their website. We shared the link and just vote for us. Um, and also you can you can vote via Instagram, 
uh, if you follow us on Instagram, we will share how to how to vote on there. And also you can vote on Twitter just by tweeting a, a certain phrase, which again, we'll share. It'd be great if you did feel you could support us there. That'd be superb. One day we'll win an award. That's three national awards we've already been shortlisted for. This is going to be the one, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> I should also mention our sponsor, of course, Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. Thanks, Rossi, for flashing that bad boy up. Um, go and get yourself some good club off, off Manscaped. I also want to tease Rossi by way of throwing things forward and backwards. Track the girls talk this week. I really enjoyed. I learned a lot about you as well. Uh, boys, did we? Did you know, you might know, that, that Rossi used to have a mohawk? You know that? <laughs> I haven't listened to this. I did listen to last week's, the preview with, with you and Blue, but I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't listened when to this. When you say week's. mohawk, like the full on, full, full on sort of taxi driver, David Beckham mohawk, shaved. Yeah. Or- David Beckham won. Basically, that's the reason why just David Beckham in that period, like for a, for a month, just for that, you know, that period he had it. So I'll have to try to find a picture. I'll try to find a picture of it. And also, Rossi reveals in that show the one thing he can't live without, which is, again, completely unexpected. I did not expect that to be the answer. Um, also, Rossi, I've got to say, from a, I mean, obviously, you are friends with a lot of the, the players and the coaches and stuff. You're not shy about saying what you think, are you? Good Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out on Sunday if, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, you've got to be honest. I can't just like you beat around the bush. you got to be honest. And, you know, they lost. So. 100%. Yeah, you went in. Go and listen to that because it's a really good listen. And also, uh, Monday's obviously a bank holiday, but don't worry. Baconholics. Mike Bacon is back Monday morning with a new My Favourite 11 with a certain Mr. Phil Ham. So that should be an interesting listen. Obviously, generally, there won't be a, a pod on Monday because only a couple of us, one of us, will be working. So I'm looking at you. Um, all that leads me to say then on the throwing to various things front is please do leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that helps visibility-wise in the chart. And on that note, boys, I want to finish today with just such a review um, <clears throat> because I thought it was worth talking about as we exit the show. Let me just find it. It's from someone called Gans On. Five-star review, obviously. Thanks, Gans. Ipswich Town fan for over 40 years, mainly due to the rest of the family supporting that lot up the road. I came across this podcast four years ago and it's become my trusted companion throughout the year, not just the season. I liken the guys to the in-betweeners. Mark, he's Jay. Stu, well, that'll be Simon. Andy, definitely Will. Ross, he's got to be Neil. And Mike, he's Mr Gilbert. Listen, I'm sure you'll get it. Full of insightful and considered views, quite a lot of laughs and excellent consumer news. You should also listen to the crisp chat, the now infamous crisp chat from years ago. Um, it goes to straight to next up when a new episode drops. A must for any town fan, and I think you'd enjoy it even if you're not. Thank you, Ganzon, if that is indeed your real name. Um, boys, what do you think of those likenesses in terms of the in-between us? Because I think Gans is pretty much spot on. I am definitely Jay. Definitely Jay. Um, Roscoe, I'm sorry, you are Neil. Yeah, I'm not lanky, but um, but yeah, I, have you got, I am pretty much. Can you have you got the moves? I dancing? Can, yeah, I can dance. Yeah, I can do a little bit of dancing. Yeah, leading leading that, leading the dance off. Yeah. What do you think about Mike as Mr. Gilbert Boys? Essentially psychotic um, authority, <laughs> authority figure. I've got no arguments with. I think that's bang on. I think for all five, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change any of those. You're definitely Jay. You you definitely probably would get a bit carried away and talk about how, how you've roundhouse kicked 20. You could take on the entire Ipswich town squad and beat them all in a fight or something. Um, apart I did from have this harness. Yeah. Yeah, harness. Apart from, yeah. Harness would be a struggle. <laughs> I did have the, uh, the Simon French crop 
quip um, of, a, of a similar age. Yeah, And I do carry a briefcase. <laughs> so. What have you put that up for? <laughs> there we go. There's the evidence. Note what to self, reckon? never share anything in, in group chats ever again. Look at him. There's young that is, Stewie. That's so Simon. That is so Brilliant Simon. And, and look who this is. It's only young him. <laughs> look at that. Is I that mean, shaved that, in that line? That is a lie. I used to have a tram line in my head, in my eyebrows. I mean, I don't know what the mum and dad are thinking with the sofa as well. That is horrendous. Um, but yeah, there's there's me exuding all the ridiculously placed, wrongly placed confidence of Jay. And also, uh, in terms of Hutchie being Will, I managed to find a picture of young Hutchie as well. So there we go. <laughs> 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 there's, there's, oh dear! There's young Hutchie doing his his day job on Radio Four. Um, I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave that. If you're not listening, if you're not watching, it's worth just going and watching just for that. I, I would think, um, friends. So we all agree we're we're all well placed in that in between us chat. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't argue really. Have you got a briefcase, Andy? Can you start bringing one? <laughs> I can. To I can get. I can get. I can get one. I, I don't know what attributes would make me will, but I I also feel like. Yeah, that is probably where I'd settle. I mentioned this to Mrs. Into. Heath, uh, that who, who each one of us was, and she said, well, "Well, Jay, obviously you've got shit hair and you are annoying, so you are like Jay." But she said, "Really, all of you are Will. You're all bore, <laughs> that, boring yeah, football nerds." <laughs> yeah, that's that is also fair. Yeah. So there you go. That's what my wife thinks of me and indeed us. That's the way to finish the show today. Friends, I'm sorry it's been a bit of an epic today. There was a lot to talk about. We had a lot of good mailbag questions and obviously chat around transfer and kits and stuff. Hope you have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. Enjoy the game. If you are going, as I say, look out for the boys, look out for the big pork and Mike Bacon. Go back and listen to Tractor Girls Talk and also listen to Mike's podcast when it drops on Monday. Have a superb weekend and we'll be back next week, friends, to talk about it. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>